What's up, guys? UFC 252 in the books. Uh, Stipe Miocic remains champion. Great fight by him. Um, sorry I'm a few days behind on the podcast, but I've just been a little busy. And honestly, there's not much to talk about. Um, this shouldn't be long at all, maybe maybe 10 minutes. Um, for starters, it was a pretty good fight night. You know, I always have fun when I have my friends over and we're hanging out with my dad. We watch all the fights. Really good. But honestly, the... The fights that I was more excited for underperformed, and the ones that maybe I wasn't so um, so excited for um, definitely definitely uh, proved me wrong. Um, for starters, we'll start with the main event, of course. Um, Stipe Miocic just looked great. Um, he looked the best he had in all three fights. Um, much better than than his last win over Cormier. Wasn't even close because this time. Cormier didn't have an edge, really, the entire fight. Um, you know, in the first round or so, Miocic was out striking him. In the second round, Cormier is, you know, starting to put the pieces together. And then he gets dropped. You know, Miocic backed him up against the cage and was able to drop him. Um, that, that eye poke, I don't know if it was the second or third round. But then, you know, that kind of compromised everything. Now, the rest of the fight, when I'm watching it, I'm like, well, Cormier is obviously... Miocic can throw a right hook at any point, and Cormier's not even going to be able to see it. Um, I mean, that's the fight game. That's what happens. But when you're trying to watch a super entertaining fight, back, you know, back and forth, edge of your seat, I wasn't thinking that because Miocic already had won the first two rounds, and now Cormier has one eye. So I didn't, I, I thought Miocic was going to win ever, ever since that point. Um, give it up to Cormier, though. I mean, what a career he's had, um, just in wrestling, collegiate, and national level. Um, the world level, you know, and then um, coming to the UFC, being a two-division champion at one point um, and having just a great career. Sucks he's retiring, but he's a great commentator, one of my favorites. Um, when him and Cruz are together, it's um, just great to listen to because they're so, they're so knowledgeable. Um, he'll be around because, you know, he, he helps coach Khabib and all them um, at their gym. So, um. But yeah, it was sad to see that his last fight he got, you know, he got poked in the eye, and they didn't even see it um, to call it because really, that happened before Miocic dropped him, I believe. Now, if the ref had saw that eye poke, they would have checked it out or whatever, um, and it would have never just ultimate. Even if they let Cormier back out, it would have never been Miocic would have never got that drop because you know the fight wouldn't have played out the same way that it did. You know what I mean? Of course not. Um, but all the credit in the world to Miocic. Now, he's got some fights coming up. Um, if you didn't know, John Jones vacated his uh, light heavyweight belt. He's moving up to heavyweight. Um, so, man, that's that, that'd be a fight. Miocic versus John Jones would be a heck of a fight. But first, Miocic has to get through Nganu again. And, I mean, Nganu is just a freak. When they fought... Uh, a few years back, you know, Ngannou looked nothing like he does now. Not one bit. And that's not good for Miocic. I think if they just stand and box, that's going to be a long night. A long night. Because if Miocic just gets hit over and over again by Ngannou, that can't feel good. You know what I mean? If Cormier was able to knock him out, um, for sure, you know, in their first meetup, then for sure Ngannou nowadays definitely can. Um... So Miocic might have to try to go to grappling or something or just try to make it 
um, as strategic and long of a fight as possible. Because if it goes all five rounds, Miocic can beat Ngannou. Um, but then when that happens, then he has to fight uh, fight John Jones. Because I'm sure they'll throw John Jones somebody in the in the heavyweight division, um, somewhere up, up at the top, and Jones will be able to beat them. You know, he's probably the best fighter of all time, or at least he's the most accomplished fighter of all time. Uh, so I don't think that'll be too hard for him. Um, so then, ultimately, if Miocic can get it done, him against John Jones would be an amazing fight. Um, so I'm looking forward to see that. Israel Adesanya, of course, tweeted today, or, I'm sorry, um, during an interview said today that uh, he thinks John Jones is running from him and that Adesanya would move up to heavyweight to fight John Jones um, in the future, which I'm down for. I wish John Jones went down and fought Adesanya because I think Adesanya is the only one that has a weird defensive strategic style like John Jones, so I thought that would be a great fight. So maybe we'll see that too in the future. A lot, a lot of great fights coming up. Um, the co-main sucks for Sean O'Malley. I was really excited to see him fight. You can't really take away who would have won if his leg wasn't injured, but people were getting mad at Marlon Vera for celebrating. Look, Vera landed that calf kick, then O'Malley's leg started getting messed up. That's part of it. That's that's a great leg kick by Vera. Do you know what I mean? If Vera's leg isn't as hurt and he and he's landing these brutal leg kicks and Sean isn't checking them, then you have to give all the credit to Vera for that. Um, and then obviously, you know, with O'Malley going down and then that grounded pound by Vera was also very good. But the fight was over, 100%. Before O'Malley even fell over, the fight was over. Um, so like I was saying, like that, obviously that fight, you know, had a lot of hype around it, and then it just got um, diminished quickly due, due to that uh, his leg injury. So hopefully he's okay. He'll definitely, you know, hopefully he comes back better than ever. I don't really know yet what that was. Um, had to be something in his knee, and sometimes, you know, when the nerves are all messed up, you can't feel your feet. That's why he was rolling over. That's why I think he was rolling his uh, his ankles and his foot a little bit, because he couldn't feel it that well. Um but I mean, Vera executed his game plan, and, and he won. So I'm not going to get mad at him for celebrating. You know, there was a ton of hype around O'Malley. No one that I know of even had any inclination to think that Vera was going to win that fight. So credit to him. Um, hopefully he moves up in the rankings. You know, gets another good fight. Good good for him, honestly. Um, Josinho Rosenstrike. I knew that wasn't going to be pretty. I mean, sheesh. Dos Santos fought well, but... Rosenstrike is just some different. Like like I was saying in the podcast before, him losing to Ngannou in 20 seconds is not representative of Rosenstrike's ability whatsoever. Rosenstrike is a great fighter on the feet. Um, you know, his kicks are great, punches are great. And just because Ngannou swiped at him and his 15th punch that he threw in five seconds landed, that wasn't Rosenstrike's fault. Um, it did catch him off guard and... Rosenstruck didn't defend himself as good as he probably could have, so credit to Ngannou. But again, that was just a crazy fight. So Rosenstruck to come back and completely dominate Junior Dos Santos, who a lot of people had winning this fight. A lot of people had him. Um, he's, well, obviously, he's a great fighter. But Rosenstruck made it a mission, it seemed like, um, to say, hey, that Ngannou fight was all just a mistake. Let me showcase my true ability. And I think he did. And, you know, I thought he fought really well. So that could leave some big fights coming up because Miocic could fight Curtis Blades or Ngannou, and then you got Derek Lewis at three, 
and Rosenstreich at four, and then John Jones coming up. So a lot of that, the top of the heavyweight division is crazy right now. Um, so when I figure out what the matchmaking committee is going to do, I'll talk about it. Um, moving on though, Daniel Pineda. Let me tell you, I had, remember I had 10 fights in a row that I predicted. And then I had the 11th one, which I'll get into. Marab Devalishvili won. But then, I mean, I have never been more wrong. And it was the funniest, one of the funniest fights I had ever watched. Me, me and my buddies and my dad, you know, before the fight, I'm like, hey, I have Herbert Burns on the podcast, so we got to root for him. I mean, Daniel Pinedo absolutely smoked this guy. It was just watching watching my my streak just crumble in front of my eyes was one of the funniest things ever. Um, I mean, Pineda's coming off a six-year layoff. And, you know, Burns, you think, oh, he's, he's an amazing grappler. He's going to have the advantage on the ground. Pineda crushed him on the ground. He put him in a, he, a mounted crucifix where Burns couldn't even move. He couldn't get out of it. He was trapped. A world-class black belt jiu-jitsu. Couldn't even get out of the position. Oh, man, but Pineda earned a $50,000 bonus from that one. I mean, he deserved it. On the feet, better. He did have Burns landed a big knee, though, that cut Pineda. But Pineda was just better all around. On the feet, on the ground. I mean, getting getting a, a world-class jiu-jitsu person into a position where they can't even defend themselves is just extraordinary. And I'm, I'm betting on him. I've never seen that dominant of a, of a fighter in that type of position. Um so I'm voting, I'm voting on him every fight. I don't care who it is. Um, and yeah, moving on right to, right to the uh, the first fight um, of the main card. Marab Philly. I mean, sheesh. The guy didn't even get tired the whole time. He was just pressing and pressing and pressing, throwing strikes. He went for 20 takedowns, I think. And he only secured two, which that's not that good. But you know, John Dotson, let me tell you. Even though I didn't, I don't think he fought too well. He didn't really do much on the feet. He did nothing on the ground. Um, he was pretty much just playing defense the whole time, it was like cat and mouse type thing. Dodson got out of every takedown because he'd get taken down and bounce right back up in about half a second. Um, and that was crazy. I, I, I mean, his takedown defense was crazy. Marab is a guy that's supposed to just be able to take people down, get on top, and just you know, ground and pound, just like a like Khabib ish where it's just a long, grueling fight where, you know, he wins by decision. But Marab, this fight, had to stay on his feet. He had to. Um, and he had to outstrike and just having that octagon control and pressure and having Dodson consistently on his back foot. And even though Marab wasn't finishing all of the takedowns, just the fact that he got the attempts and he got Dodson on the ground over and over and over and over without Dodson being able to have any real threat, you know, that's going to get him the win. Um, I love his energy too. Marab's just screaming the whole the whole time, in between rounds, before the fight, after the fight, just yelling. But yeah, there it is. I mean, like I said, the fights were not the craziest, most exciting fights. Um, I had a great time watching them. I, I always do. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, these fight nights are you know the best part of my month. Honestly, you know it's pretty much once a month. Um, but yeah, I'll run through one more time. You know, Marab great win all he had to do was put constant pressure on um and he did um he was able to you know get the initial takedown on Dotson and get him to the ground but Dotson was just overwhelmingly great at uh takedown takedown defense so creds to him but Marab just did enough to get the the fight done uh Pineda winning the uh 
performance of the night bonus. Good for him. He deserves it. Amazing grappler. Six-year layoff against Herbert Burns, who's coming off some great victories, like a knockout and eight submissions in a row. Um, and Pineda was ta- you know, able to take him down and, and do that to him. Just a great performance by him. Uh, Rosenstroik with the knockout. He's one of the best in the heavyweight division. And Gano's fight wasn't necessarily a fluke, but it kind of was. And, and Rosenstroik definitely proved himself um, in this bout. So I think him against Derek Lewis would be a great fight. I think they have similar styles, similar size. Um, and I, I mean, that could be even, a, that fight could even go to a decision. That's how close it could be between those two. Um, that's what I'd want next for them. For O'Malley, he just has to get better first. But Marlon Vera, you know, he'll move into, you know, get those, what, 7 to 10th ranked uh, fighters, you know, and then we'll see, we'll see if that, if O'Malley would have been able to take care of him or if Vera is actually a, um, a good contender. Because, I mean, being able to land those kicks, that's a big deal. That's a big part of fighting nowadays, especially those calf kicks. A lot of fighters have complained that those calf kicks shouldn't even be legal because, you know, you can injure people's legs. Vera used it to his ability, was able to get the win, so credit to him. And then uh, Stipe Miocic. Probably for right now, he's the he's the best heavyweight of all time. He's been able to get the most wins, the most uh, belt defenses. You know, I think it's four now, four, four title defenses for him. So, I mean, hey, good for him. Sucks that Cormier is leaving. It sucks that he got eye-poked and, you know, he's retiring at a loss. But nonetheless, he's an amazing fighter. So, he had a great career. So, hopefully, you know, doesn't hold his head too low for too long, but, um, that's it, I'm, the next one will be a week after my birthday, Adesanya versus Paulo Costa, and that, that, that'll be the fight of the year in my opinion, I'm, I'm so excited for that, I've been looking forward to that fight for months and months and months, ever since Costa beat Romero, back in, I don't even know, when was that, January, February, or even longer ago, because Costa had that bicep injury, that fight's going to be insane. And they just added Jan Blahovich versus Dominic Reyes for the vacant light heavyweight belt to that card. So two title fights that night. That'll probably be the next time you see me unless there's some crazy news that happens in the meantime. But, man, that's going to be great. Thanks again for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the fights. I certainly did. Stay safe out there. Peace.